0: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. So,
0: <laughs> Catherine, you're going to kill me. Oh, no. Like, kill me.
2: I'm
0: but it's, so <laughs> scared. <laughs>
3: uh. So this episode is about sex. Of course it is. (laughs) I'm so mad at you. Well, have fun hosting by yourself. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, we have um,
0: Dr. Viviana coming on. She's actually a sex expert. And, um, you know, when we were discussing you coming on the podcast, you're like, I can come today. And I was like, great. I was like, I would love for you to because... You know, sex just isn't your favorite topic in the world. Um, not in front of like
3: <laughs> however many people listen to this. It's I not mean, in
0: front of. Okay.
3: Okay. It's not my favorite topic. You're right. You're right. You're right.
0: Um, and so, but it just it so happened. You're like, but I have to be out for from this time to this time. And I'm like, oh, I was like, it's like you somewhat knew that. Like you, like that you had to be unavailable from like the time that she was able to be on, because that's how much you loathe talking about
3: sex. Thank God. <sighs> Where do you think that comes from? Is it like um, a like a taboo thing from like childhood? probably from childhood? Yeah, we didn't talk about it a lot. Very like southern baptist christian family like it just wasn't we didn't talk about a whole lot but definitely not sex so what do you how do you think you'll do that with the kids then so that way it's not like the you know that kind of we've actually talked about it a lot you have yeah yeah i've already had like a full conversation with my nine-year-old now the nine yeah hey they say eight is too late no yeah i know what i didn't even know what sex was until like well yeah Me neither. Freshman year of
4: (laughs) high school.
3: (laughs) Well, I definitely knew before that. But I heard from everybody else, not, you know, my family. How old were you when you honestly found out about sex or heard about sex? I think I was like 11, probably. Fourth or fifth grade. I mean, fifth grade is when they
0: teach you about sperm and stuff, right? Mm.
3: Isn't that where, like, I
0: just remember there was a, a video we had to watch where it was like, you saw sperm... (laughs) <laughs> like this little like floaty thing and then they talked about like our periods and then i just remember being like this sucks <laughs> yeah. um but that was fifth grade and then never
3: spoke about it again so what well, did your parents talk to you about it not once so you just went the opposite way you love to talk about it <laughs> and and i hate <laughs> to talk about it it's just you know but take- yeah so i mean they honestly say eight is too late well, the problem is, is that when people start talking, so like, okay, my twelve-year-old is a boy. My husband had that conversation, but I knew one of his best friends when he was probably about nine um, had already had that conversation with his parents, had been asking questions about other stuff, um, and so like was, what, like kissing, touching, no, penises, vaginas. Like, like rape. Like he had asked a question about rape. I know at nine. And so I was very concerned that he was going to then have the conversation with Caden. So I had Nick have that conversation. I don't know a whole lot about how that conversation went. Um, you didn't ask Nick. I'd be like, what did you say? Word for word. But of course, you know, he had a couple of bourbons before he, (laughs) (laughs) no. So they've had that conversation. I left and Caden and I have talked about it also. Um, like, what do you talk about? That's the thing. Like, how, like
0: what's like a, cause I'm like, so I don't even know. I'm like, well, you, the, 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 well, penis yeah. and the vagina.
3: Well, here's the thing. It depends on the kid. Okay. Like Caden doesn't ask questions. He just sat there. So I think it was extremely uncomfortable for Nick. And okay. he talks about stuff all the time. yeah Emmy though, my nine-year-old. She asked questions, so it was actually easy. Like, what kind of questions? Like, well, we started, We already about periods. We started with periods, and then we okay. talked about tampons, and how they, <laughs> went and then you, then you move on, and it's like, okay, have you heard of sex? Well, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. It's like, okay, well, that's where a penis, and then you just, but she kept asking questions, so it just led to it. So we had a full-on conversation. Did, did she ask, like,
0: why do people do that? Because, like, that would be a question I would ask. Like, why do, why does a penis and a vagina get together?
3: I mean, I think she did. I, I mean, mean, what I've do you kinda... say? Like, it just feels good? I don't remember. What it, oh, like, my God. This is making part. me sweating. I know. And I had it. Like, I was so proud of myself. But having said that, I still don't enjoy it. Having it and talking about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks. You know. Uh, Mark, how old are your girls again?
5: They are 15 and 12.
0: Okay, so you definitely obviously have the conversation then.
5: Yeah, and it's nice having daughters because then my wife can kind of handle all that stuff. But um, the rule of thumb is kind of if they're asking questions about it, it's time to talk about it. And you can kind of gauge by their questions how deep you should go into it.
0: What do you think about the eight is too late?
5: It depends on what they're asking. If they're not asking anything, then I'm not sure I would um, just kind of confront them with it before eight years old. I think I would kind of let them guide me.
3: Here's my so that may rebuttal be my to passive that
5: style. I'm a little passive.
3: I, I, yeah. Well, yes, I, I, I can be. The rebuttal to that is like my 12 year old son is would not probably ever ask a question. He would just let it go. So, I don't know. That's hard.
5: Well, yeah. I think what like I never got the talk from my parents, yeah. and they might dispute that, but I don't remember ever getting it. I remember learning it in fifth grade in school and going to my friends like, did you guys hear? That the penis goes in the Did you know that? And they're like, yeah, yeah. We all knew that. I'm like, oh man, I'm the, last, <laughs> oh, man, I'm the last We watched one on Santa the same Claus video. The last one on sex.
1: And
3: that's the problem, though. When you asked all your friends, they already all knew, and that yeah. was fifth grade.
5: Yeah,
3: my daughter's going into fourth. It might have been, but she was the one with a million questions. I mean, it just led to a question to a question to it. So it honestly was easy because it just, I just had to answer them. But so she already knew a good bit.
0: I'm sorry. The fact that Mark just said, I learned that Santa Claus wasn't real and that a penis goes into a vagina was probably the best thing I've heard this Monday.
5: (laughs) I was the last one on both of those of all my friends.
0: Oh, that's going to be the mean, The Santa Claus thing, that's going to be. How old were you? I think I was actually
3: probably in fifth grade. I don't remember. I just kind of pretended forever.
5: I was really late because um, one year, some friends of my parents stopped by on Christmas Eve after I had gone to bed, and they had just been at a Christmas party, so they were dressed as Santa and Mrs. Claus in full costume. So the next morning, my parents showed me a photo they took in our living room with Santa and Mrs. Claus. So as far as I was concerned, this was proof. Nobody could tell me otherwise. I would never be convinced because I had photographic evidence.
0: That is the cutest Aww. thing ever, though. I love that. I mean, and I think Santa Claus and you know, Mr. Claus, like Mrs. and Mr. Claus, I think they had sex. You know,
3: <laughs> although sure did, they did. Did they have babies? No, there's not little. little there's just the elves. Yeah. But I don't think. <laughs> Where are we going? That's I don't hilarious. Know. Um, Mark, do you and your
0: wife talk about sex, or is it just kind of a, like, like do you, do you feel comfortable talking about sex? From a guy's you perspective? You just with each other? like just from a guy's perspective. Like, what you like, what you don't like, you know, what you want yes. to try.
5: Yes. I mean, the mood has got to be, it's got to be the right situation. And those situations are hard to find these days because the kids <laughs> are always around. Their friends are always around. It's rare that we get that personal time. But yes, I, I absolutely, we're comfortable with that and we have the opportunity.
0: Because Dr. Viviana, who's coming on, she has these four uh, different, I think it's. I think it's four intimacy styles. <laughs> Catherine, good thing I gotta go. Goodbye, Catherine. <laughs> I just, it's,
3: I don't know. It, do you just not enjoy it? It just makes me uncomfortable to talk about. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like our rule no talking about, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it's fine.
0: It's fine. All right. Well, Catherine, I know you don't want to talk about it. I won't talk about it anymore. I just I like sex.
3: <laughs> yeah, many like to talk about it. I do. I think it's that's healthy, fair. but it not is. saying it it's is. not.
0: But I'm not saying it's not not healthy. To, like if that's something that you don't like to talk about, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I, you know, okay. I'll, I'll keep pushing you, but
3: like,
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I know you will. <laughs> you
0: I'll get there. And you don't have. I mean, again, like some people, I'm not comfortable with. What am I not comfortable with? Uh, mm. confrontation. Sure. So I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like talking about confrontation. I usually just cry or, <laughs> or delete my number. <laughs> That's
6: <laughs> move to, fair. Move exactly. to a
0: different country. Hate confrontation. So yeah, I mean, we all are uncomfortable with different things. Um, so I love you and I appreciate you now go have your meeting. Pam's going to hop in for you. Um, Thanks, but Pam. I'd love to have you back for some emails at the end of the show. Okay, I'll come back because you I'll have be right uh, you, you are good with everything else but sex. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, we'll be back.
5: but sex, but butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a guy thing to say. <laughs> <laughs>
6: So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a
0: person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. So we have Dr. Viviana Coles coming on. She has a new book out called The Four Intimacy Styles, which I have, I don't know anything about that. Do you, Pam? I don't know anything. I would love to know. Because when I hear like, I'm like, there's different styles. Like, isn't intimacy just intimacy?
4: Like you think, right? Right. I mean, but now, you know, reading that, it's like, well, I mean, just like everybody's different. I'm sure they're. Right. Like different. Love different. language. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's one of those things, too, where. When, you know, you, you think about like love languages and intimacy and all that it's intimacy isn't just sex, but for a long time, like I thought that sex was intimacy. Mm -hmm.
4: And if you weren't having sex, like with your partner or, you know, then like something was wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it has to be wrong, right? Like clearly we're not intimate and isn't being intimate, having sex. Like what ways do you like, what, like what fills your intimacy cup?
4: I mean, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> um, two girls just want to have yeah. sex. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it's like that's the like the common bond, especially like, when you're married um, and you have these kids and you're like yeah. running around and it can you can easily turn into just like co-parenting and, you know, like partnerships and, and parenting instead of like really, you know, focusing like on your relationship. So I feel like, you know, then that brings that relationship, that more intimate relationship. Right.
0: Together. I know that was always like such a struggle. Cause I, that is my thing. Like that's in our, I remember our couples therapist was always like, okay, like what other ways can, can you find intimacy? And I'm just like, well, but can it just be sex too? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I I enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I would like to have sex, but I, there's, I think it's, you know, also like hand holding and those right. kind of things. I mean,
4: I think I've always been like fearful, like, you know, when like the sex stops or isn't there as like much as it was, is the relationship stopping?
0: (gasps) Oh, it's a good question. Well, Dr. Viviana uh, is in the, um, the waiting room. So let's bring her in and ask her. That's a really good question. (laughs) Okay. So we were just talking about obviously intimacy and you have, there's four different styles. So we're, we're dying to know what are those four different styles?
1: Yeah, so in my book, the four intimacy styles, I go into great detail about how important it is to not just know what your own intimacy style is, but how to round it out so you can have that lasting physical connection with a partner, which is super important. So they're bonding, release, giving, and responsiveness. And all four of them are valid. All four of them are necessary. And I think that what a lot of people don't realize is that they might think that bonding is the ultimate way to experience intimacy and sexuality.
0: But you mean, is bonding sex? No bonding is because I didn't hear sex in that. I'm like, because sex is like, isn't that like we're just saying like that's our number one. I'm like, what? So which one? Which one is that? <laughs> so
1: I'm I'm only talking about sexuality here. I, I emotional intimacy. There's so much information about there you know out there about it, but physical intimacy is what I'm all about in this book. Love. And so bonding is a type of intimacy style. So you might feel that in order to feel physically connected to somebody, you have to feel emotionally connected to them. And you do that through experiencing sexuality with them. So that creates that bonding. And then giving is when you're that person who says, if you're okay, I'm okay. You're experiencing pleasure because of something that I'm doing. Oh my gosh, I feel so close to you. I feel so connected to you. And then release is whenever somebody says, I really just want to get off. <laughs> <laughs> yes <Yeah>. girl. <laughs> I need that. And in order to really feel connected to you, I need to get off. Um, and, <laughs> and then we have responsiveness and those are the people who say, you know what, I'm not really thinking about sex right now, but now that we're kind of into it, I'm into it and I feel close to you and maybe we can do it again soon. But they're not the ones experiencing that spontaneous desire that a lot of people think should be happening you know, it doesn't happen to everyone. Actually, very few people experience spontaneous desire that makes them then want to motivate, you know, their partners to have sex. So you need to have all four if you're going to be with someone forever and be getting lucky.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Because what happens if you don't have that? Because you were just asking, Mm -hmm. what was your question? You basically said, like, if you don't have that.
4: Yeah you know, then like what happens to the relationship? Like it's, I feel like, you know, sometimes when the, the the sex stops and isn't as much as, you know, it was maybe before, like then, yeah, like I would just get scared because of what happens to the relationship then.
1: Well, a lot of people are experiencing it right now. You feel like this dullness, this grayness that comes across all of the good times. So you might be experiencing that friendship, you know, that feeling of like, you're my concept that and, and I love you for that. But if you don't have the physical connection and you're not experiencing consistent, satisfying physical intimacy in a relationship, no matter what it chooses to look like, you're going to end up either together but really dissatisfied and possibly even looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to end up feeling like physically you're, you're, you know, things will start atrophy. You'll start to experience depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it can really be something that, you know, emotionally drags you down, physically drags you down. And then of course, a lot of people will just leave their partners.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember in my past relationship, like that's, it, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I, I wanted it more than like my, my partner. And it was very hard because it's like, I didn't feel like it was asking for a lot, but I'm like, I'm happier when we do. It makes me, even if I didn't get off, it was just that connection is that that's like what yeah. I like need. That's all I needed. But you personally. know,
1: why? I, I think for a lot of people, they don't realize that most people sign up for monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're signing up for this. You are the only person that I can do this with. I can tell everybody I love them. I can kiss my dog. Mm-hmm. My doctor will see me naked. I'll, you know, maybe on a girl's trip, share a bed with someone, this is that one thing that you're only expected to do with your partner. And if it's not happening, there is gonna be a feeling of something missing. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it doesn't always have to look one way. And that's why I think it's so important to know your intimacy style and to know how to round it out, which is I truly believe the key to making sure that it's lasting. Because we all want, you know, when we get married or we decide to partner up with someone for a really long time, We are truly thinking we're going to have this intimate connection, both emotionally and physically forever, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to do that. And I've been seeing clients since 2003. And I finally was like, you know, I got to get this book out and just tell people this is what it takes to be physically connected forever because nobody wants to get divorced. Nobody wants to break up. Nobody wants to have that investment and then have the physical connection, you know, dissipate or just not be satisfying and then that's the reason why they end up divorcing. The other thing is that I think in America, we judge people for wanting to have sex be a really prominent part of our relationships. It's almost like, well, that's, that's not a good enough reason to be dissatisfied is that y'all aren't having sex. No, it's a really good reason. It's a valid reason. And it's not, in, you know, a lot of people say infidelity, abuse, um, not caring for children, all of those things are good reasons to, to leave someone home. Well, so is not having a sexually fulfilling life.
0: What, you, what happens or what do you say to the, the people that um, like a therapist will say, let's take sex off the table?
1: I think it's important to take sex off the table. Um, but that's not physical intimacy. If we're talking about sexual intercourse or orgasm or very specifically, you need to ask your therapist, what do you mean by that? And what's the point? Mm-hmm. If sexuality is your way of coming back together and ignoring what you just went through and sweeping it under the rug, and that's your go-to pattern, yes, you need to take a break so that you can really focus on what's happening between you emotionally. But for a lot of people, they do use sex as kind of like a band-aid, mm-hmm. and that's where therapists mm-hmm. will say, okay, we need to not cloud your judgment. We need to take a break from this. This is a bad cycle.
0: And if you're getting like... um kind of in a rut is, is knowing your, cause you said like with the, knowing your intimacy styles, that's where you're going to have long lasting, like great sex, but to stay fresh, is that also like good to know your intimacy styles or like what happens if you're like, all right, we know our styles, but like, it's just, I've been with this person for this long and I'm kind of like, like, how do you even have, it? cause sometimes it's, it might be awkward to be like, can we do like how, like how to have the confidence yeah. to say something to like freshen it up. Right
1: so if you're trying to round out your intimacy style which then would mean that you're trying to adopt 25 percent of each of the four styles into almost every sexual interaction it takes some work and i'm going to give you lots of examples of that in the book of what you can do to be more giving what you can do to experience more release what you can do to be more responsive what you can do to experience more bonding you're gonna have to put those into effect and now i have a quiz that will help you to determine what percentage of each you're at currently so that you can know which one you need to adjust. And again, it, it's great for engineers, but it's also great for people who are like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just know that sometimes we're feeling off. Well, it, the book definitely gives you lots of examples. But for instance, you know, with somebody who's not used to being responsive, I've gotten a lot of people who tag me on their quiz results and they're like 0% responsive. And they think that that's good. Well, no, because what that ends up looking like in real life is that their partner is putting is, they're not able to allow their partner to take the lead at all. So they mm. their partner's taking the lead, but they're feeling like it's not enough. So for instance, they they're the ones that are always initiating. The person who's 0% responsive is always initiating. So their mm. partner's like, okay, you're not giving me a chance. <laughs> they might take a lead emotionally, but physically. They're not given the chance to step up. And so that's when people say, you never initiate. I always do. So it's important to take turns.
4: But what if, you know, I mean, for so many years, they don't step up.
1: And, and that's, I mean, in my office, I'm always dealing with people who don't know how to initiate. They either feel like uh, they tried for so many years. So now it's your turn. You take the baton. That's not the way a long lasting sexual relationship will work. Um, The other thing is some people just feel super awkward. Like like they feel like a teen again. And they're like, oh, I'm going to put myself out there and you're going to reject me. The other time is they are awkward. And they sometimes like use a different voice or, you know, like they walk (laughs) around being kind of funny. Silliness is fun, right? Sex is play for adults. So I get that. But if every time you're going into this, you feel like this rush of, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I'm going into myself. Do you need to have a conversation with your partner? Just ask them, what's the sexiest way that I can initiate? Verbally, non-verbally? Do I light a candle on my side of the nightstand and you light yours when you're ready? I mean, there's so many different ways to get it done. You just have to make sure that it's happening.
0: What do you do when the other person doesn't, like, that they're very selfish? And it's kind of like, wait, what? We're done. <laughs> like, what you do not me? even like want to try yeah. to like, you know, it's and yeah. yeah. So what 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 would you say to the women that are kind of in that situation where it's just like and they don't even seem to really care or try or to like attempt yeah. to like get so this, the other person off?
1: Yeah, this is why it's so important to have this conversation and share the four intimacy styles with a partner, because. You can have that conversation without it being accusatory. Mm. Oh, we're supposed to both be experiencing release. Oh, we're supposed to both be being giving instead of it being you're all release and you leave me high and dry. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes that literally. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so important that you have that conversation. You say, hey, I know that maybe after you get off, you're exhausted or you're in like your own world. You don't even realize what's going on. But maybe I need to seek my pleasure before you experience your climax because otherwise it's not happening. Or, you know, sometimes it's all about what it is that you're doing, the positions that you're experiencing, but speak up. So many women do not speak up because they don't think it's ladylike. I, I wrote about that in the book too. They don't think it's ladylike. They don't think, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, all after the pleasure. But if their partners think that they're doing okay, guess what? They're going to do the minimum and we're going to be left resentful. Yeah,
0: no, it's so true. I mean, for I feel like in my like I've just found my voice, I think, with like sex, which is so interesting because it was probably towards the very end of my relationship where I'm like, hey, like. I'm in this too. Like, can I,
4: can I have a little something afterwards? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I think the voice also comes with like growing in age and yeah. you know, that's where they say like women in like their late thirties, forties are, you know, know what they want and are going to speak up. Yeah. That's and it's true. I, are you, do you feel like you're there? Yeah. I mean, because it's like, then what are, what are, what is the other option? You're going to live another 40 years not being pleasured. Right. Or, resentful, or yeah. being like, I guess
0: I'll just grab my vibrator from the side table. Yeah. Since like, passive aggressive, I know, you know. it's like so it's either passive aggressive, you resentful, or you go somewhere else, or you look somewhere else. So, yeah. Yeah. You're going to
1: end up losing interest, which is the last thing that your partner really wants. Because you'll end up losing interest in sex. And then guess what? You'll lose interest in them. Mm-hmm. And, and in the then someone
0: else will probably look shiny somewhere else. You'll yep. be like, oh, well, I can, I'm sure they'd have sex Maybe. with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have they look like they have a rounded out intimacy yeah. style I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, but i but i do think it all goes back to even if you haven't found your voice let's say you're in your 20s let's say you're inexperienced let's say you're in your 40s and inexperience whatever it is i do think it's important to say i have something that i want to be able to talk to you about like our intimacy style and again the book is such a great catalyst for these conversations because you're saying This is what this expert is saying. What do you think? How are we measuring up? You don't have to accuse. You don't have to criticize. You just bring up the conversation. You know, I'm, I use the five of languages all the time in my practice. It is such a great way to just get that conversation started about emotional intimacy that otherwise couples may not want to talk about because it may come off as a criticism. Sure. It's the same thing with the four intimacy styles, talking about how rounded out you are or how you need to kind of tweak things to be rounded out. There's no criticism.
0: Well, I am so excited to read the four intimacy styles and everyone that's listening, um, Go get your book and where else can our listeners find you?
1: Yeah, everything um, online is is drviviana.com. Just spell it out, drviviana.com. Um forintimacystyles.com is where you can find the pre-order for the book. I'm really excited to talk about sex in a way that people can all people can feel like it's it's something that they can talk about in a way that isn't taboo. It's you know, it's really appropriate for what we're all trying to do which is just be in love and be in love forever
0: and connection i love it thank you so much for coming on the show we'll be back with more sex talk bye girl thank you so much that was awesome thank was you so, so much. appreciate Have you okay bye, bye, bye. honey
6: So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's dot com or in store.
0: What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health/jana and use promo code jana. That's promo code jana at twc.health/jana. Okay, Mark. Let's get our mind out of the bedroom. Although it's really fun to be there, but, um, we have any emails.
5: Yeah. And these might take you back into the bedroom, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Uh, Caitlin, and some of these are a little heavy, but Caitlin asks aside from, well, okay. So it's time to get personal, Channa. Okay. Great. Aside from Mike's obvious infidelity, were there other issues in the relationship? Maybe one's not as big and glaring as a problem that you looked past for a long time for the sake of having your family unit and having a partner. Were there red flags present in addition to the sex addiction aspect?
0: You know, I thought I was like helping other people with these emails.
3: <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> is this uncomfortable? I well, came back. Yes. And right <laughs> now you're uncomfortable. <laughs> just saying.
0: You know, um, there there is a thing called a pros and cons list that you do when you are, I think, in high school. <laughs> or middle school, maybe now these days. Um, or maybe that's just aging me. Because maybe kids don't do pros and cons anymore. You think they do? Did you ever do a pros and cons list? Like yeah. when you broke up with someone and you're like, here's the pros, here's yeah. the cons? For sure.
5: Oh, no, I think, I don't think that's something that goes away with generations. Oh, you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, they're probably doing it in the notes app on their phone or something, but I think they <laughs> still make that list.
0: Like, you know, I still like pull out the paper. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. still like, here's my notebook. Um, If... And I was just talking to um, my buddy, Justin Sylvester, about this um, on his podcast. And I think at the end of the day, and again, this is something, uh, and Catherine, we, when, when I was having my my mental breakdown on Laurel Canyon a few weeks ago in LA, um, you put the cheating and infidelity aside, there's a list of other things that are still very that are not acceptable as a husband, like lying and, um, uh, some, the the characteristics, I'll say there's characteristics that were very hard to overlook that just wasn't getting better. Um, and I think again, cheating aside, it's very hard when you look at the, the characteristics of, okay, this is, you know, this person is, has a history of lying has a, you know, um, so yes there there were that was what really at the end of the day um helps me sleep at night, knowing that with because of these some of these certain characteristics and my characteristics that we just don't gel well together in the end of the day, yes, how's that answer? Very diplomatic. I I thought
5: it was great. Do you fear that you are drawn to people who have these characteristics?
0: So my issue is I am drawn to people that will never fully love me because it's something that I, I always want. And for some reason, I go to the people that I know deep down can never love me the way that I want to be loved. And so my battle is I want to show and prove that I'm lovable and worthy enough and try to win that person. That's my issue.
5: And that's something you're working on?
0: Yes, very hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With a therapist. Yeah, with with, you know, who you guys talked to last week, Amy, or a few weeks ago, Amy Alexander. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely because I look back, I I have this journal from back in from 2002. And I look back and I'm like, why did I stay in that abusive relationship? Why did I stay in this situation when this person was cheating? Why did I and it's like, if I loved myself enough, I would have never stayed after Mike cheated on me a month into our relationship ever. Never, because I would have known my worth. I would have known that I was good. I was, I, I did not deserve that, that I was good enough, that I didn't need his his actions to confirm that I'm enough. And that's where I want to be in my next relationship where I, I know my worth so much that um, I will not settle for a second for what I know. And now, again, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I still have a lot of stuff I'm going to have to work on in, a, in the next relationship. But again, it comes down to the characteristics of someone and how they treat you and not staying with someone that doesn't fill your cup.
5: All right. As mm-hmm. Devon Franklin says, filled cups, fill cups. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is from Morgan, and it's even heavier.
4: Okay, great.
5: My question, unfortunately, revolves around a painful part of your past, so apologies. Miscarriage and trying to conceive. My husband and I miscarried in January of 2020, decided to try again right away. Since then, we've been unable to conceive and we found out that I have endometriosis. Mm. We're about to go into our fifth IUI attempt and have decided that IVF is not an option for us. My question, I guess, is when do you give up and accept the fact that it just might not happen? I've been struggling with this, but the ups and downs of getting excited and hopeful and then crushed when the next period comes is just taking a huge toll on me. Am I better off getting away from all of that heartache and moving on and just being happy with my life and wonderful husband, or should we keep trying for? children
0: i mean it clearly sounds it's something with for for, first of all sorry you, you have to go through all that if it's obviously your love and your desire to be a mom is very present because you're taking those steps and i know you said that ivf isn't for you i would just i don't know anything honestly about endometriosis um but i would just say even though you say IVF isn't for you, maybe look into it just a little bit more. Um, I don't know if, again, I don't know, like if you can't do endometriosis with IVF, I'm not really sure, but IUIs are not as effective as IVF. Um, And again, I know how expensive it can be and all those things, but um, I think when your love and your desire to have that family, for me personally, I would want to do everything I possibly could to say okay I've now done everything I could which is as aggressive as IVF is as aggressive as okay I, I and endometriosis how can we is you know is there a way that we could maybe save money for surrogacy or adoption That to me is when and if all those things, those boxes were then, you know, okay, we tried it, we tried it, we can't, we physically can't afford it or we, you know, check, 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 check. That is then when it says, okay, God, like maybe this wasn't the plan. And that is when
3: I could walk away. But I would for me personally, I would have to check off all those boxes. I would, too. And I never had to go through that, thankfully. But did you IUI or I? I went straight to IVF IVF. because I heard that it was more. Right. That's what I, yeah, that's what I've heard. But I would do the same. I would try everything, all boxes until there was, you know, I mean, you can't leave yourself no money, but, you know, I would try everything to be a mom. Mark?
5: Well, it's hard for me to relate to this. Um, uh, I, uh, by the way, just a side note, I think it's really beautiful that people um, feel so close to you, Jana, that they they can ask such a personal uh, question. I think that's really um, a testament to the relationship you've built doing this podcast with your listeners. But that's regardless. Um I, I agree with you. I, th- I think I think a plan, though. I think a plan is going to help. A plan would help me. You know, you got to talk about checking all the boxes. I think if we actually sat down and wrote out the boxes, and we're going to do this, and kind of a flowchart of how this is going to go, at least I, I just think you feel a little lost right now, and a little and a little guidance moving forward that you can create for yourself would be helpful along the way, so that you realize we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and at that point we have to have that conversation. But it sounds like you're not at the point to have that conversation,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, yeah and i would just yeah revisit some of those um things that were off the table
5: heather says hi jenna mark and easton Uh, ah while listening to the podcast today (laughs) i had a thought about something that hasn't really been touched on my question is mostly for the boys yeah how did the news of jenna's divorce hit you (laughs) did you suspect it would one day come to this or were you completely blown away
0: Oh, I so, love getting Mark and Easton in on this. This is great. I love how Easton just like popped in too. He's like, "I'm
5: here." No, but this is a great question though,
0: because you know we were a family, all of us together. Yeah. So I am, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to know that too. Thanks for the question.
5: I um, I'll go first only because I was widely quoted in a number of publications <laughs> about this.
0: Yes, you were. We we never Which talked was, about that, but yes, that you were. That was
5: weird. Was it? <laughs> you know, it was so weird.
0: Because, but I feel like you've you've been quoted before, haven't you, at Seacrest?
5: I mean, maybe at some point, but it was still it still kind of came out of nowhere, and I didn't <laughs> see it coming. I was like, "Hey, that's my name." It's very <laughs> it's always odd to see your name in Us Weekly when you're me. You know, when you're you, you're probably used to it. But anyway, I was totally blown away, and I acknowledged in the article that maybe that makes me stupid. But I said on this very show, I said to you too, I said. I can't guarantee that you're going to be together forever, but I am sure I'm convinced that Mike will not stray again. I was as uh, so I was I had the wool pulled over my eyes just like everybody else did, because I was convinced that he had done the work and was in a really good place. So when I heard that things had gone super south for you guys and this may be the end, I, I I'm so stupid. I thought something else has happened. Something else has gone wrong. It can't be that. It's anything but that. And of course that's the obvious thing. And of course that's what it was. So yes, I was absolutely shocked by that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I feel the, the same way. Um, I, I really, I I mean, with all due respect, I have seen, Jana, I've seen you and Mike fight more than I think anyone else in my life. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been there like intimately for a lot of it, but I really, I really, um, I was convinced that he had beaten that part of his challenges. I, I really thought that if you guys were going to split up, it was going to be for, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he was, I know he spent a lot of money on those app games. Uh, <laughs> I, like I thought it was going to be something like that. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't think, I, I don't know. I, I was, I was totally blindsided by that. And it, um, it, it really, I don't know. I just, I felt like, uh, as a child of divorce, like I, I, it brought back a lot of similar feelings because I was like so conflicted about this person that I'd become close to and that I thought I knew. And then this, you know, I, I was discovering things I didn't know and, and severity I wasn't really aware of. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a really, um, it's a really weird feeling to have, but, uh, I, I was, I was definitely blindsided by that
0: which makes me feel a little less crazy because honestly, like when I did see the thing, Mark, when you quoted that, I was just like, Oh, he's just, he's lying about that. Like, of course he saw it. Like, you know, we fought all the time and, you know, you know, I was snippy at times or I was this or, you know, and, but it makes me feel like, okay, like he was good. Like he, he had us all kind of fooled. And so Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. where I'm like, cause I, It just makes me feel like I'm not as crazy as I thought I was.
5: I feel like the um, snippiness and such was always justified from the previous behavior. Like I know that's how difficult that is to get over and regain the trust. So I totally understood that. I just felt like, so I never felt like that was inappropriate. I just felt like you two were moving in a really good direction. And I also think, and I don't know Mike well enough and and it would be inappropriate for me to say this about him. So I'll just speak generally. When a person lies so deeply it becomes like a. it becomes real to them, it seems like it becomes. And, and then then they're really good at it because when it becomes their own reality, it's easy to sell it to friends, coworkers, family, whoever, because they're just like it's like they're not playing a role anymore. They've become that fake persona.
0: It's scary. So that's, and that's what my therapist said, yes, too. She's like, that's a, yes. that's a very scary thing thing when you can lie that deep and that, yeah. um, and convince that many people. And yeah, I think, and that's, that's the hardest part. Cause I mean, like I, I was, yeah, I mean the book, I mean, all of it, it's just, it was like the biggest kind of blindsided betrayal lie. And it, it's, it's still hard to, to sit with. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Catherine, I think has a very opposite opinion.
3: Well, I will say, I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody thought y'all were really good. Yeah. And, and me included. I did think y'all were really good, minus a few little things. Even the last 15 months? Yeah, I thought y'all oh, were really good. like those, th-
0: there was a few things that came up. But when, there were definitely yeah. a
3: few things that were. Like the thing um, on the phone,
0: the phone. Which one? What we th- like uh, someone downloaded a WhatsApp? Yes, yeah. there were
3: several things. And then just like little things that we saw in the past, his behavior would kind of allude to things going on. So I think um, I think everybody thought you were good. I thought y'all were really good. I think, you know, putting out the book, about to work on another book. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to think that everything was good, but I just had a very hard time believing him just to be completely honest you know I mean my mom was a big liar you know and so I, I recognized liars and I just always had a hard time believing him I mean I loved him you know and I wanted to believe him and I wanted to believe that y'all could really work through this and make it work but ultimately saw so ultimately I, I I was wondering when the other shoe would drop for sure sadly I mean I hate to say that but that's the truth
5: did you guys pull the book or did the book get a boost in sales out of curiosity or did it just kind of tank? Like, I'm just curious.
0: I have no idea. Honestly, I, mm. I haven't even asked, but we like two weeks before finding out everything, we had gotten another book deal about trust. Oh, wow.
3: The book was wow. going to be about trust. I mean, we'd had a call about it like a week, if not less about like a like, call about trust. Can about you the imagine like, oh my God. God, like, I mean, first of all, how could we even be
0: on that call? Like, but I mean, what a thank God, because I already feel so. um Yeah. But again, the the first book, I'm my words were very true and my experiences were true. And yeah, but yeah, total. That's it's tough. It's very and it's very hard now to to not be um just so angry about just all of it. But angry is not gonna, it's just not good for anybody.
5: No, but it's understandable.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just be honest, everybody out there. Can you just tell the truth and just, yeah. That's all, not all I got. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's not all I got. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine like people. Hey, end of the day, I know what I get to tell my kids when we have yeah. a very grown up conversation, and I'll be proud of what I what I get to tell them.
5: That's going to be interesting because my yeah. parents split up when I was like ten, and they got back together again after like six months. I don't have the ability to Google why that all went yeah. down and how it went. Like, that's all gonna be out there. And that's that's interesting. That's just a, a whole new level of something like this. But like you say, you know, you, the side of your street's clean, if that's the expression.
0: Yeah, and I, and I, and I wish that they didn't have to, you know, and a lot of people think that I was the reason why it was out there. And I'm like, let us r- remind everyone He came on the podcast to talk about it. I didn't force him. Mm. He was the one that I was like, oh, wow, we're going to talk about this. Like, we even have a recording of that going, like, you want to talk about this? So that was not my decision. I mean, like, again, it came out in Us Weekly. That that was already out there. Did I want to talk about it? Sure. I would have loved to. But I was never forcing him, telling him to talk about it. So... Yeah, because he came on as a guest. And I was like, all right, I guess he's going to talk about it. Okay, we're going there. And from there, I mean, you know, that's when we continued to to speak on it. And looking back, I think that was the, you know, that was – he had pressure around that. And him, you know, dealing with that was, was hard, always being the bad guy. and But what I say to that is just – don't keep messing
3: up well and in all fairness people made you out to be a bad guy the bad guy a lot of it which was very hard to sit and watch if i'm you know people's comments coming after you a lot he wasn't always the bad guy i mean i understand that point of view and how there's a lot of pressure reviews it's mostly like janice to this or to that too controlling blah, blah blah they were coming after you too so i'm just saying it wasn't just him and I didn't cheat. So
0: that's
5: so interesting, though, that he always complained about being the bad guy, and he never stopped doing the things that made him a bad guy. That's, yeah, it's like it's like people keep calling me a criminal as you're walking out of the bank with bags <laughs> of money in each hand.
3: Isn't that the like? What's the saying? Like, if you do something over and over again, it's insanity. like insanity or something. Like, that's yeah, yeah, just yeah. You, you stop. Just stop.
0: Yeah, uh, but sorry. you know, hopefully he's healthy now for the kids' sake. So anywho let's talk about something else so back, to to sex. Mark. <laughs> back to oh good see now I got Catherine back to sex that's great I'd like to go have some right now oh gosh <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious um, well guys I think that's a show I think I'm talked out we're at the lake right now so I want to get back out there love you guys These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacobas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacobas is your stop before attending your next concert.